Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, as always, I'm joined by uh, Tommy Kaus. Tommy Kaus, are you there? I am here and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit rough today, to be honest. Right. But um, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. We're good living the stuff. Dream. Good stuff. As always, I'm joined by Rodri Davis. Rodri, how are you? Yeah, no complaints this week, uh, Marchie. Good stuff. Good stuff. So there's only one place to start, really, in the world of Welsh football this week. Um, Swansea don't have a manager. Steve Cooper and the club agreed for a mutual termination uh, last week. Um, allegedly, it's been it's been coming for a few weeks, but um, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, I knew there was sort of murmurings that he wasn't happy with the board and he was linked with other clubs, but this late in pre-season, I thought he was going to sort of knuckle down and get on with it uh Kaus what were your sort of immediate thoughts when you saw it yeah I was I was I was a bit shocked uh shocked sorry I think um like you say I think uh you know it's it, there were murmurings for uh for a couple of weeks the the, sh- the big shock for me was that Swansea fans by and large weren't too gutted to see him go and I think um I think they might live to maybe regret that because mm. uh, I think he did an excellent job there you know, I've I've said a few times about uh, you know how I'd have him as Wales boss. I think he's a future Wales boss in the uh, in the making. Um, you know, there, there was talk about his style of play didn't go down well with some, and uh, it was boring to watch and stuff. And you know, <laughs> the way I uh, slandered Dean Keats last year, I can't really talk myself about fans talking <laughs> in that way. Like, but um, uh, so yeah, like a bit shocked. Uh, but yeah, mostly shocked at the reaction of the fans really, and. Um, you know that they've missed out on John Eustace now as well, so it's it's quite a worrying time, I think, for Swansea. Yeah, I agree. I think, especially like I said, from the outside looking in, it, it was it it was successful for them. You know, the playoffs two seasons in a row. They're losing their best players every season. You know, he's bringing through yeah. new young lads, and it just seems like he, you know, he was doing a good job. But yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one now because. We're still we're so close to the the start of the um, campaign. Most sort of managers um, have been snapped up. Um, obviously, links with John Terry today uh, after the John Eustace thing fell through. Rodri, yeah. what sort of what do you sort of see as the the future now for Swansea? You know, in the immediate future. Uh, I I don't really know what's going on there because well, I know a few Swans fans obviously down this way and. It all seems to be a bit of a shambles and it's been coming, I think. I think Steve Cooper's held it together quite well with his links getting some of these players in. Um, but the investment doesn't appear to be there. I think they're going to have to go for a manager who's potentially a free agent, maybe, because they don't like spending money. And mm. uh, Yeah, I think prizing a manager away. I heard that MK Don's manager was linked to them as well. Um, but they're going to have to pay compensation for him, so... I'm not sure where they're going to go and I don't think the fans are too happy because the investment's not there. I uh, don't think these Americans are going to put their hands in their pockets for a big name manager and I don't think there's been many players coming in through the door either, is there? So I don't know. It's a bit of a mess but there's a lot of clubs in a mess in the championship. That's the one thing yeah. Swans fans can console themselves with, I think. Yeah, they're definitely not the the worst of that bunch. I mean, all you've got to do is look at Derby County to sort of yeah, see yeah. how bad that's going. But yeah, like like you said, like you see some of the names linked with the job, and it, 
they're sort of always linked with the same jobs now eddie howe frank lampard they're not going to put their hands in their pockets to afford someone of that stature not that i think frank lampard's a good manager but he's not going to come cheap is he no no yeah so he's a terrible manager in my opinion but uh yeah, he's going to be wanting a good wage and he's going to want a transfer budget because he? he doesn't want to be shown up. Yeah. And I was just going to say Eddie Howe as well. I don't think he's had a job yet where he's not spent money because I think he did well at Bournemouth, but they got up from the leagues by outspending everyone, basically. So yeah, I think he's still a bit bit left for him to prove at another club. So, yeah. Eddie Howe's a strange one because, um, you know, he's he's been in talks with Celtic and people like that. And he, he's for some reason, he's... He's not in any rush to take a job. I mean, you could say, you could look at him and say, yeah, he's holding out for the right job. But, I mean, you'd be very surprised if Eddie Howe walked into Swansea, wouldn't you? Mm. I can't see him going there. Yeah, I nor do I. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's so difficult because managers like to sort of mould their squads, don't they? And someone like Eddie Howe, who had that project at Bournemouth, you know, yeah. he, everything he did was for his, like, it was his squad from, like, yeah, I mean, he had built it for so long, so it's really difficult, I think, for someone now to come in, and they've got to work with what they got, and that's what Steve Cooper's good at is working with the tools available to him. Yeah. Um, but the thing is with Swansea, yeah. is they don't usually make bad managerial appointments. I think there was a bit of a no. spell towards the end of the Premier League campaign. Bob Bradley was an obvious one. Yeah. Um, Guidolin and Paul Clement. Neither of them, none of them worked out. Maybe even Carvajal. I think he, he did all right, yeah. actually. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, he's, he's quite good, I think. Yeah, it was, it was a string of bad decisions. But then I think they got it bang on with Graham Potter. You know, they, they lost yeah. him after a year to a Premier League side, which sort of is testament to the job he did. Um, and he's doing a good job in the Premier League with yeah. Brighton. Um, and then, obviously, Steve Cooper... Yeah. Did a phenomenal job, you know. He did better than Graham Potter. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's such a straight. I don't know what comes next for them. Um, and you know, if this had happened in June, I think it would be a bit. I think yeah, fans would be a bit more comfortable with it. But you know, the season is now the, uh, two weeks away. Yeah, it's the lateness in the summer, really, isn't it? That yeah, this happened. It's just it just doesn't make sense because. Like you said, they was they were on about it happening a few weeks back. It was on the cards for a while. You know, in whose interest is it that he's like stayed an extra few weeks? Because it's a bit, you know, it's left them a hell of a hole now with a few weeks before the season starts. Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting one. Anyway, next week um, we're going to do a bit of a preview podcast for uh, the upcoming uh, sort of uh, football league season. We'll speak to someone from Swansea, uh, Cardiff, Newport, and Wrexham just to sort of get the lowdown on what's happening at the club. So I'm sure we'll go into a bit more next week. Uh, but onto, onto, somewhat, uh, onto a team that uh, are spending money or are signing players. Wrexham have gone and pulled off what is an unbelievable signing cows. Yeah, Paul Mullin. Crazy. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah, crazy signing, really. Probably the best signing uh, I can remember since since maybe, uh, maybe Chris Armstrong. Similar, that was probably... 17 years ago, I think, something like that. But yeah, it came, came a bit out of the blue. We'd missed out on, well, what many fans had sort of uh, thought were potential targets. Uh, Scott Quigley went to Stockport and there was a lot of fans saying, you know, we should be signing players like that. And then out of the blue, we signed Paul Mullin, who, I mean, you know, it's not inconceivable. He could have found himself a championship club, really. Mm. Um, 
So, I mean, you know, would, I'm sure... Would, would Barnsley, Barnsley were in for him, wouldn't they? Yeah, like apparently so. I think, I think, uh, I think Blackburn, Blackburn, yeah. Blackburn as well were yeah. looking at him. Um, you know, so it's, it's a massive coup for us. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's a striker that if you keep him fit, I think he guarantees you goals. I think uh, if he plays every game, I wouldn't be surprised to see him 30-odd goals, you know, like he did last season. Um, so, yeah, very, very positive signing. And uh, if we can sign maybe a centre-half and, it, a, and uh, a playmaker, we'd be laughing now. Did it, like, come completely out of the blue? Because, like, I'd heard nothing suggesting he was going to come to Wrexham. Yeah, and usually no, you'd have a bit of a whispers, but... Uh... There, there was, you know, there was a couple of people I'd seen on Twitter saying, "Oh, you know, uh, I've heard that we're in for Mullin," and then, and then pretty much everyone else saying, "Oh, don't be stupid. He's not going to come to the conference." And then, next thing, it's, uh, it's, it comes up on Twitter out yeah. of the blue, and he's, uh, he's signed. It's absolutely incredible. Um, to drop two leagues yeah. is, you know, mm. you you can slander him all you want, but you know, he's he's a. He's a Liverpool lad. Uh, he, he's on record as saying he wanted to move closer to home from from Cambridge, um, and you know, obviously, we'll be paying him quite well. So, uh, and the other thing as well, which um, I think a lot of people haven't sort of looked at, is we, we've given him a three-year deal. I think players sometimes like that security, yeah. especially yeah. if they're on a, a decent wage. He's got that security now, and I've and also heard I've also yeah. heard he's on a a very very generous goal bonus as well. So. Yeah, and if if there's a club like Wrexham who are clearly ambitious beyond, yeah, you know, League Two, League One, they've got a big yeah. plan of getting up the leagues. So you can get yeah. on board with the project. Like I, I don't think people players should be slated for having a bit of foresight, maybe, and yeah. thinking, yeah, in a few years I might be back in League One anyway. So I mean, yeah. it's definitely a All factor, good. isn't it? It's definitely a factor, especially yeah. when when you consider we're giving him a three-year contract uh, that'll take him to I think he'll be twenty-nine. You know, we could we could be top end of League One by then. I think maybe. Uh, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But you know, it's not inconceivable with the money Hope, involved. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think maybe uh, you know maybe he's looking at it that way. I think yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously it's the first. I think the first real flex of the muscle in terms of the playing side of things that we've seen from the owners. Yeah. Obviously, I guess on the yeah. sponsorship side of things, TikTok, Expedia, etc. Like they're massive brands to get on board for a side of Wrexham, you know, uh, of Wrexham's level. But I think this is the first time I think they've made a difference in terms of, um, uh, yeah. like, signing a player. Because obviously, if you're going to be yeah. personally rung up by, uh, I don't know if he likes always sunny in Philadelphia. If if Rob <laughs> McElhenney uh, rang me, I probably wouldn't have had a clue who he was before he's, he'd, uh, he'd signed for Wrexham because <laughs> I'd never watched anything. But still, it, you know, it must... Yeah. He's obviously really sold him the dream. Like you said... A three-year contract. Yeah. It's it's a project they're trying to build, um, and it was obviously an exciting thing to be a part of. And I, I don't think footballers get credit sometimes because like everyone's immediately jump into, oh, he's just done it for the cash. He's just done it for the cash. But like, how how rewarding would it be for him to go to be that focal point of a of like of like a charge up the leagues? You know, in, in that three yeah. years, if he if he can get two promotions in three years with yeah. with Wrexham. That could be like incredible for him because how many times have we seen someone who bangs in goals in League Two move to a Championship side and sort of just disappear off the face of the earth? Yeah. It happens every season. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's you, twenty. You look he's twenty-six. At guys like, uh, yeah, that guys like Will Grigg, 
Mm. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's tried this hand a few times at the Championship. I, I think I'm right in saying it's never really worked out for him at that level. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think maybe he's looking at it and saying, well, you know, I, I know I'm more than good enough for this level. I, I, I can understand why people would say, oh, you know, players should test themselves. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know if he's got a family um, or anything like that. But, you know, it's a short career. And, uh, and yeah. You know, if 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 he is if he is doing it for financial reasons, then you know I don't yeah. think we should be t- I don't think we should be he- looking at him too badly. It's not like you know at, at Cambridge United level, at Wrexham level, which is a lower level at, at the moment. It's not like they earn enough to retire when they finish. So no, if they can exactly. earn that little bit extra and feather their nest for their family, I don't see why we. You know, we're not talking about guys like Harry Kane asking four hundred grand a week. Mm. You know, let, let's be a bit realistic and. You know, we're the same in our jobs, aren't we? If we get offered a job for substantially more elsewhere, you're probably going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'd happily transfer to Guardian Football Weekly if they were going to offer me like four, fig- <laughs> four figures yeah. a pod. But uh, yeah, <laughs> don't hold Someone, your breath uh, on that one, right? <laughs> oh, thank, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say, Rod? I, I was going to, I was just going to say, if someone offered me to do my job at a, like an easier workplace like a like not an easier workplace but a less uh, <laughs> yeah. less competitive less I, I think I think that's I think that's an insight that's an insight into Rodney that's an insight into Rodney there he's not asked about money he just wants an easier job that's, that's what he wants yeah but no no I'm saying if they were going to pay you more to do a less stressful job oh yeah you'd yeah, take yeah. it wouldn't you absolutely what the yeah. Hell do you want? yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to be less stress at Wrexham because the pressure is going to be there for him to score goals. But he's done it at a level yeah. above Wrexham now, so he's probably thinking, yeah. "Fucking hey, come on!" Yeah, he he know he knows he knows he can do it at that level, hundred percent. And he's, um, yeah. you know, he's he's backing himself as well. You know, he, like I say, they've offered him a goal bonus, and I believe it's a very generous goal bonus they've given him. And and clearly that that's. That suggests that he uh, he backs himself. He's confident that he's going to get the goals, and you know I think um, I, I don't think you can criticise guys like that too much. Like I say, yeah, no, uh, Kaus. I mean, I don't know what sort of money people at that the players at that level earn. Is there sort of any figures being banded about exactly what he's on per week? Or I've, I mean, I've, I don't yeah. know what I, you could tell me one thousand pound, or you could tell me five thousand pound a week, and I wouldn't yeah. really be surprised either way. Maybe even less. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it, he he certainly won't be on five grand a week. I, I can absolutely guarantee that. Mm. I I don't. I honestly wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what he'd be on. Uh, I know that prior when when we were um, sort of run by the supporters trust, I think you know our top earners would only be. I say only, but they'd be looking at maybe a grand a week. The very top earners, mm. and then you'd have some players on about four hundred, five hundred stuff like that. Um, okay. So obviously we've 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 leapt we've leapt from that level. We're uh, we're paying obviously better money than that now. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't think that uh, Paul Mullin would be on be on five grand a week. I don't think he'd be on that much. Okay. Well, the other good news story in Welsh football: um, TNS unbelievably beat uh, Kauno Zalgiris of uh, Lithuania five nil the other day in the first leg of their Europa Conference League game, uh, away from home as well. Um, an incredible, incredible result. Uh, obviously, the home game, home leg is now uh, in on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, I, Kaus, I mean, 
I haven't seen any of the highlights yet, but obviously Leo Smith scored again, but they seem like they really mean business. Yeah, that that's that is an unbelievable result. That's probably that's probably the first result I can remember going wow mm. uh, of a Welsh club. Well, I say a Welsh club. Yeah, that's let's <laughs> call them a Welsh club. Um, uh, you know, it's the first like one of our clubs in Europe. Uh, probably since Connors Key beat Kilmarnock away from home. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that absolutely incredible to go anywhere in Europe to play against any side in Europe and win away five 0 is an unbelievable result. So yeah, well done to him. And um, yeah. as we keep saying, it's it's great, isn't it? It's the only time you'll see me supporting TNS against yeah. anyone when they're playing in <laughs> Europe. But um, but no credit to them. And um, yeah, I, I think like we said last week, I think uh, certainly the title race is going to be very interesting. And it'd be great if TNS could go around further. And then, mm. obviously, the carrot of getting into those group stages gets closer then, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's another two rounds they'd need to go through um, yes. to, to yeah. get to the group stages. <laughs> so, yeah, if they, if they win the, the, the tie, which would, which would be you know, likely, they'll play either Victoria Pilsen or, Di- or Dynamo Brest from Belarus. Um, you know, we've seen Victoria Pilsen in Champions League yeah. group stages in, in the last uh, sort of five or six years. So, I think... It might be uh, around too far, but you know, stranger things have happened um, yeah. in football. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to see teams getting results as well. And like, like you said, Kaz, I was I was in the pub on Tuesday night, and I sort of wasn't sort of keeping an eye on things. And I got home and I I checked the results, and um, unfortunately, Connors Key lost four one out in Kosovo, so they've got a bit of a task on their hands to turn that over um, this week. But yeah, that yeah. that TNS result was it. It literally made me go. Right, hang on. I almost had to like check it somewhere else to see if like yeah. I wasn't sort of yeah. seeing things because it was so so incredible. So yeah, yeah um, it helps. It helps the the coefficient points. So another win. Um, let's get them through, and and then who knows what can happen then, and they can maybe surprise uh, Pulson or or Dinamo Brest in the next round. Um, so yeah, yeah, just to sort of finish things up, uh, obviously it was the second qualification round of the Welsh Cup on Saturday. Um, plenty of games on again. I went to watch Canton Liberal. This is Dennis Powys. Uh, good game, one all, really competitive game, and um, Dennis Powys edged it on penalties. I say edged it. Canton Liberal missed all their penalties, which was which was <laughs> which wasn't which wasn't great. Um, but yeah, like you, I mean, you you, uh, you uh, Canton be having that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! I I was so close. I was so close to making a uh, making a Dynamo breast gag, and I'm so glad I didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't. Like about, that, so. You didn't just say so, that. Oh no! Oh. No, come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is awful. Yeah. By by the way, if you're interested, the uh, Dynamo breast gag was um, yeah, they're a bunch of tits. Nice. Nice. Tasteful, yeah, if is, anything, Kaz. Yeah. So you could have yes, gone, you yeah. could have really lowered the tone there, but that last tasteful. Yeah. Now let's keep it, um, you know, highbrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all about on this podcast: is highbrow entertainment. Please then move on, please, please. Oh. On. <laughs> <laughs> you explained it as well. <laughs> oh. I mean, we've said it over the last couple of weeks in terms of the crowds being back in the grounds, but it was another great weekend of just of just people there was 400 people at Merthyr Saints this is um, I think it was Penadaran they played on Friday night like that 400 people like that is insane and like Canton um, Canton Liberal who play I think 
I think they're playing the fourth, maybe even fifth tier of um, of Welsh football. They had a good, I'd say, hundred, hundred and fifty there at Leckwith the other night. On, yeah. on like it, it was yeah. outstanding to see, and then then Tlinetli announced that they had almost five. Oh, I think it was almost eight hundred people 800. there for yeah, their game that's... versus Ammonford, which is just eight hundred yeah. people in the second tier. Um, yeah. of, of Welsh domestic football is phenomenal. So, yeah. you know, long long may that continue um, into into the season and, and hopefully, you know, when Cardiff and Swansea do start in the next few weeks and Wrexham, um, that it doesn't affect them. You know, obviously, a lot of these people who, who would have probably gone to watch Cancer Liberal on Friday night are prob- would, would probably go and watch Cardiff on a Saturday. But... Uh, like, both, exactly, can. Absolutely, you know, like this was a Friday night game with Cardiff playing on a Saturday... Go yeah. like, and that's like we you've we said about it last week, House, and you've been banging the drum. Is that the Welsh, uh, the Cymru football app, is so good yeah. for that because yeah, I went on on Thursday. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any football on tomorrow evening. Um, I popped it in. I was like, who's my the lo- most local game to me? Canton Liberal. I've never watched them before. Like, and it was great because it was free entry. It was a lovely evening. It yeah. was just perfect. It's like, so good to see like crowds yeah. are turning and yeah and i don't know yeah. what watching the football league clubs are going to be like um this season with all the restrictions i don't know if like obviously we're supposed to have our you know um in quotation marks freedom day on the 7th of august which is uh, the first day of the the english football league season so i don't know if crowd it'll just be normal again but i you know if if you're gonna have to go and all the social distancing and like the the sort of the the different times end of the ground whether you have to take lateral flows it will put people off going week in week out um yeah so hopefully like these these teams can um can continue to get um good crowds um so yeah that's sort of everything that's gone on this week um next uh we're gonna have a chat with rodri's sister Angara davis me and kaus caught up with her uh last week i uh, just have a chat about her life um working with var in spain <laughs> Uh, we're joined by a very special guest today, uh, Anghara Davis, uh, sister of Rodri, uh, is joining us to have a little chat about uh, her life in uh, football uh, in Spain. Anghara, do you want to tell us what you what you do? Yeah, so I work out, uh, hiya both by the way, um, yeah. <laughs> so I work out in Spain in a city called La Coruña, so lots of people will probably have heard of uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Um, so I've been working out there for two years, um, and I work in VAR. Um, I'm a technical guarantee, so I work out in um, in the stadiums. The last couple of years, I've had a bit of bad luck because they got relegated, so I have to travel a little bit further afield. So I've been working in uh, Pomferrada, um, in Asturian clubs, so Sporting Gijón, um, Celta Vigo, a few clubs in, in my region. So that's what I've been up to for the last two years. And yeah, I've actually just um, accepted a job. So I'll be moving to Madrid now the nice. next month. So I'll be doing the same sort of thing, but in slightly bigger clubs. So that should be quite exciting. So first of all, how did you get into it? What, what you know, obviously it's Spain, you're from Flandovery, you're working <laughs> for VAR in Spain. How does that happen? So yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. So I studied in Bath Uni and I did French and politics. 
So every time I say that to people, still they, not making yeah. any making any closer. <laughs> it, the more I talk, the less sense it'll all make. I think. Um, so yeah, I, I went to Bath Uni, and they've got quite a strong link between Hawkeye, the company that um, that runs VAR, with the uni. Lots of placement students come from Bath. They just seem to like the profile of the students there. Um, so I went away to live in Spain. I I worked there after I graduated. I just wanted to learn the language. And then I didn't know what to do with myself. I went to Argentina and traveling. I came back home and I was like, what should I do? And I spoke to one of my friends that had been working in the tennis department. And she said, look, we need people that speak languages. And you studied languages. So just have a go with the interview. Like we travel around the world. And yeah, it's loads of fun, like young uh, team. So I applied and I got a job with the tennis department. So I worked for almost two years. working in tennis and that's where it all started so Hawkeye itself you know for balls in or out yeah. Uh, yeah. that's that's where it started um and it's one of those jobs it's a pretty special job but it's one of those things that I don't feel like it's uh, something you can do for a very long time you're mm. on the road for mm. seven weeks at a time you don't have many days off you know everything is a really glamorous job but then the reality is slightly different so yeah um in the end i wanted to move back to spain and it just turned out that they won the contract for var so it just worked out perfectly for me to be honest and yeah so here i am <laughs> well yeah uh so in terms of it's a hell of a story fair play um you won't get many people from Clandover. i'm sure i'm assuming you don't meet many people from Clandovery in spain on the road no <laughs> <laughs> um so what is your specific role within the whole uh, circus of VAR? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's a circus in that way. It's, in, it's a travelling show. <laughs> yeah. Controversial. Uh, yeah, I, I, clean, I clean the elephants and feed the lions and stuff like that. <laughs> that those words came from you, not from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I my um, job title, well, it has been for the last two years, is a technical guarantee, um, which basically means in the Spanish system, we um, actually don't make the decisions at the stadium. Um, they make them at the remote centre of Madrid, so that's where the VARs themselves will be with the operators. So essentially on site, we'll just set up, we'll um, link up with TV, get all the TV feeds, um, we'll set up all the comms with the refs, so they've got essentially like walkie-talkies, and make sure they're all working, the screens, the, you know, the, the main screen itself, and make sure everything's working on site, and if anything plays up, well, we have to fix it, so yeah, that's, that's my role. It must. It, it sounds to me like um, you know, on match day or whatever. Especially when you first started, it must have been incredibly high pressure, and it must have, you know, it must have been a nerve wracking experience. I, I'm guessing as time's gone on, it, it, the same as anything, probably gets easier. Does it game to game? How how does it feel yeah. on a match day? Do you have that sort of buzz? Do you feel nervous? How do you feel? Yeah, absolutely. At the beginning, so obviously it was a contract they won, and we had to get everything up and running really quickly. So there were quite a few teething problems at the beginning um, that we just had to overcome on the hoof, basically. Um, And yeah, there's a few stories of, you know, hairy moments and a lot of stress on pitch side, especially when there were fans in the first season. So, okay, but yeah, it can be pretty high pressure um, at times. And then obviously with, with COVID, 
they did get football back up and running quite quickly. So I was lucky in that respect that I, I was working quite a lot um, when everyone else was kind of stuck at home. Um, and yeah, so with, with fewer fa- with no fans, I feel like the job was a lot less stressful. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we do have some quite stressful moments because you're just there to fix problems, essentially. But yeah, as time goes on, you know, it's one of those sort of things that you learn... Uh, on the job uh, quite quickly and and you see the same problems and you just know how to solve them quite quickly so yeah it's, it, it does get easier and I do love the buzz of being around live sport like if you're watching or working it's, it's quite a special place to work so yeah it's, it's fun. Has there been any uh, controversial decisions you've been a part of or you, can you not tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, you don't sure. make the decisions but like you know in a, yeah. in a game you were uh, you were at. I always try yeah that's the thing you've got to tell people you know I don't make any of these decisions so yeah <laughs> and it's funny in Spain as well because they say bar so they say the same word for VARs they do for the bar so you're like I work in the bar and they think you're pulling pints so you <laughs> don't get you don't get any abuse. <laughs> uh, you, you're a female uh working <laughs> in the football in the football industry uh obviously there is more and more females every every day i guess working in football which is great to see um but sort of what are your experiences because i know not everyone has a great experience in terms of uh, uh of working in football as a, as a female yeah i think um well <laughs> i don't know how to put this politely you come up with <laughs> So, yeah, no, it, it's been tough, to be honest. Um, I kind of knew what I was going into. When I worked in tennis, there was a lot more of a 50-50 mix. And I went into football. Luckily, I've got two brothers. They're older than me. I'm used to, well, giving it back as good as I get sort yeah. of thing. So, you know, I think I can stick up for myself. But then you get into these situations where you're the only girl in a in a team, a big team. Um, so, yeah, this is it can be quite tough, really, turning up and... Often people sort of look at you like you don't know what you're doing, and yeah, it it can, it can be tough in terms of confidence, I think. But you just have to back yourself. It's easier said than done, to be honest. Um, unfortunately, where I've been working, you see very few women. Um, working. I'm hoping that will change when I I go into my next job, um, in Madrid. But yeah, it's you just don't see women. Um, it's a bit of a vicious circle, I think, because it needs to be an environment where women want to work um and it doesn't feel all too welcoming at the moment to be honest um but yeah hopefully that will change um but it also has to start with you know colleagues i've had a few people tell me that women work in sport for for fame and parties and there's me sat in a transit van in a car park and I'm thinking where's the party (laughs) because I'm not at it um so yeah I think yeah it's 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 tough but I am hoping that you know more girls will be taking up space in that um environment in the future because you know once once you're willing to learn and if you enjoy it is helpful if you enjoy football I think it would be a terrible job if I didn't like football Mm. to be honest um, but yeah, I think it just needs to be a space where more girls feel like they, they have a place. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully people like you continue to sort of, you know, keep doing it. And then hopefully it inspires other people to, 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 to do similar things and, you know, blaze a trail and all that sort of thing. So that, yeah, it's good. 
I think I think yeah. we've uh, I think we've so- sorry Agatha, I was just going to say I Go think on. we've seen um, a, a bit of a change in recent times in in uh, in the UK in in Wales as well on Scully on stuff like that. Um, there, there are more and more uh, females getting involved in the game and working on TV and stuff, which is great to see. There there has been you know you do, you always get the uh, the idiots who make the sexist comments and, and stuff like that, but I think I think the more female faces we see involved in the game i think the more normalized it becomes and and with that i know you talk about a vicious circle and stuff like that but i think the more it becomes normalized i think it will become easier and to be fair i've got to hand it to you because it's got to be tough for yourself you're talking as someone who you know you're you're probably one of the only women involved uh, at the moment as you say but i think uh, it's very brave and also i think um, you know because you're clearly doing a good job and you've you're getting a new job in Madrid, hopefully we'll see the same in Spain that we've you know that we've seen uh, over here with mm. with more and more women getting involved in the game. Because at the end of the day, there's there's millions there's millions of women there's millions mm. of women who enjoy the game and it's you know it's about time they felt confident enough to get involved and uh, and earn a living out of the game as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's it's kind of I work. It's almost like working in TV, you know, in the, in the sort of technical side of it. You will see fewer women. Obviously, we do see more and more on our screens and in certain roles, like definitely. Um, and I think at times I'm thinking, oh, what am I doing? Especially when I was a freelancer, you think, oh, I could, you know, be doing something else, and I wouldn't have to put up with some, you know, aspects of being the only only woman on site, but. But then I do, I am quite stubborn and I think, you know, sometimes I have to dig my heels and I think, you know, the more girls see other girls or women in, in, in this sort of job, you know, yeah. it's just representation, I think, just taking Absolutely. up space and, and, and showing people that you're allowed to have that job as well. Absolutely. Because if you look from the outside, it doesn't, it almost looks like you're, you're not allowed to have a job, you know? So I think... I think having a bit of stubbornness there is is quite key in um, in sticking it out, and hopefully we'll see more young women, you know, taking up these roles. I hope so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure, Angharad. Thank you for coming on, um, and uh, hopefully that was uh, informative and uh, maybe even inspirational for for people listening. So uh, thanks again, and best of luck with the new job and the future. Thank you, Jochenvold. And, and also, I just wanted to say, uh, it's nice to hear a bit of sense from the Davis family. Yeah, absolutely uh, agree. Hundred yeah. percent. I know it sounded really serious. But... <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it's wrong another week. Um, a big week last week. A big week. A, a triple threat like no other. Uh, the holy trifecta of wrongens. Um, it's been talked about in the press. It hasn't, um, but yeah, it, it was a, a big week. Three big hitters um, went at it, and yeah, in third place, um, I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a sham. Uh, I don't think it was deserved. I think you deserved a better a better performance, Kaus. Twenty four point eight percent of the vote, Tommy Kaus in third place. He came third, did he? He did come third he came in the third, end. Did he? Yeah, uh, we've yeah. we've got too many cows apologists. We? <laughs> yeah, too many yeah, loyals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, as yeah. as as uh, as the old saying goes, if you tolerate cows, then your children will be next. So, um, <laughs> you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad to see that my fan base turned out and uh, voted with their feet. The, on that one. The, yeah. The, the creamery ultras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting start actually, because Obviously, most of our votes sort of come in the first hour of when it's posted. Um, yeah. you, you were neck and neck with um, with Andrew R T Davis for a while, but um, that's it, uh, it quite did a, drop quite off. Quite a f- that's quite a feat, yeah. considering Andrew R T Davis hasn't got a neck. So. <laughs> 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 oh dear! And then, anyway, in second place with thirty four point two percent of the vote, uh, Team GB. I think any other week, Team GB probably would have wiped the floor with the with it, but. Um, it was the big hitter. Cows pulled out the big guns. Forty point nine percent of the vote. Probably yeah. closer than I imagined, but like I said, it was a big, big week. Andrew Arty Davis is obviously this week's wrong and of the week, and definitely will be a favourite for wrong and of the year. I'm sure when uh, when the wrong and well, of the year vote happens. Should should we invite him to the Christmas party? Yeah, now that's an idea, Cows. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just like throw like blamange all over him. <laughs> Gun Jim like Dave Benson Phillips used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get Dave Benson Phillips on. Yeah, and we'll get him. We'll get him on that on that bloody like chairlift thing. Every time he gets a question wrong, he goes up a rung higher. Yeah, brilliant. The only thing is, I don't know if like Clubby Verbach could install one of them chairlifts for us. There's a spoiler about Christmas. Get Mr. Blob. Mr. Blobby come in and give him a fucking hide. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What's his name? The the UFC fighter from Swansea. Is it uh, Brett Johns? Just like, yeah, yeah. dress him up as Mr. Blobby. (laughs) (laughs) Just just if anyone... I I love that. It's the old joke, isn't it? Uh, invite, invite Andrew Anthony Davis to Club Bivar Bar for a Christmas party, <laughs> then assault him. <laughs> if anyone it's is listening, <laughs> if anyone is listening, we are, we are, this is yeah. firmly tongue in cheek, and we don't wish any. Yeah, yeah. We, we not, won't. We won't. Not, no, it, don't actually not. assault him. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it, but yeah, it, we're not going to assault him. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I might. No one. No one deserves. <laughs> That's on you. No one should, nah, no one should do time for him. Yeah. No one should do time no, for absolutely. him. It's the classic yeah. case of like holding gun, someone gun, back, saying he's not worth it. He's not worth it. I think that's you know. Yeah. That's, that's it's it's, uh, it's yeah. gunjin class classed as a crime. Is gunjin illegal? I don't know. It's a good point. Against their will. Yes, yeah. It's a good point. D- D- Dave Benson you know Phillips is doing ten years in Belmash now, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kaus, just 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 to sort of take the point away at the moment, I'm currently watching the draw for the for the first round proper of the FAW Cup uh, or the Welsh Cup. I don't know why I call it the FAW Cup. Um, Someone in the comments has just written Tommy Kaus winner for Wrexham. You literally get everywhere, mate. What? (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? Some guy called Thomas Jones is like a live chat thing on the side of the of the draw. Um, yeah. And it's just written Tommy Kaus winner for Wrexham. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That that doesn't make any sense, though, does it? No, 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 no. I mean, Wrexham don't even thanks, play thanks, in the Welsh. Thanks, <laughs> Thomas Jones. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But nevertheless, thank you very much for expanding my brand, Thomas yeah. Jones. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's uh, literally you're just watching it, and your name came up on the side of the page. 
So, yeah. uh, just uh, yeah. just writing okay. just writing Thomas Jones's name down on my list of potential wrongings. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, Denby yeah. Town just got drawn away against uh, Llanuchlin. Oh, there you go. They'll be happy with that one. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Uh, right, I, well, I won't sort of. De- Denby, uh, Denby went. Denby, uh, there was an there was an actual result on Saturday. Which wasn't a penalty. Well, it can't have been a penalties result. It was an actual result. Twelve-two. Denby won against Riverland Town. But yeah, are they were they like considerably lower, like in this? No, in no. Uh, only only the, only the league below and and uh, Riverland play, played against them many times. With Llan, they're, they're a very good side. They've lost a few players uh, since COVID, but uh, no, that that was it. Was a bit of a surprise. I mean, they, they were only one league lower than Denby. Well, uh, so yeah, they've had a bit of a shocker there, but. Um, yeah, yeah I think, they're a good side. I think we we mentioned this briefly. I mean, before we get on to our wrongings, that like I think it'll happen quite a lot in uh, in these leagues. Is teams would have lost a lot of players, and other teams would have gained yeah. a lot of players. Yeah. And I think yeah. it'll be such a weird league where like the top teams are much better than yes. the lower teams, and I think it's going to take a season or two to sort of level things out as they were yeah. before. Um, and so, yeah. I, I, th- I think you're absolutely spot on, and I also think. That some clubs, not saying Rithlin have done that, I don't know exactly what's gone on there, but a lot of clubs have took their eye off the ball on the playing side just to get through the criteria on the ground side. Yeah. So, you know, there's been there's been that that sort of stuff going on as well. So, you know, it's it's very difficult to, to sort of, you know, get both things in order, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's one of those things I think when you do get them both in order, that's where you start flying through things. Um Yeah. But then you also have that financial trouble eventually down the road because you've got to pay for these things. Anyway, yeah. to get back on to, uh, to, to subject, Kaus, you won with Andrew R.T. Davis. Uh, your pick first, please. Right, so I'm going to go for, and it's just popped into my head now, actually, I'm going to go for uh, Piers Morgan. Okay. okay. Um, I, I don't... I don't know whether we've uh, nominated him before. I mean, he's he's generally regarded as a as an awful man uh, by pretty much everyone who's half decent. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he yeah. said something. Um, he said something about uh, people celebrating winning silver and bronze medals uh, at the Olympics. No, I'm not a massive fan of the Olympics, but I, you know, I I can recognise uh, sort of sport and achievement and. To be, as, as someone made the point, I think it was Gary Lineker actually made the point, um, he said, to be second in the world, uh, in your field, second best person in the world, mm. in your field, it's something It's something to celebrate, isn't it? Mm. Surely it is. You know, in terms of individual... Uh, it's, I, it's I can not, understand, it's, it's... I can sort of understand the... Sorry, Rod. Go on. Uh, uh... No, I was just—I was just going to say—it's not good enough," uh, says the man who looks like lasagna, who uh, <laughs> walks off his breakfast. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is it. Like, and and you know, he's such a hypocrite. And uh, you know, of course, there's always a tweet, isn't there? And uh, someone was happy to show him a tweet that where he was congratulating the England team for you know being runners up, blah blah blah. And it's a bit like with he said about Wales, didn't he? Having an open top bus in 2016, he mm. was having a pop. And then next thing, he's he's congra- congra- congratulating England for getting to the semi-finals of the World Cup and stuff. The the guy's just a complete hypocrite. Mm. And um, you know, I mean, we know what an absolute dick of a fella he is. 
But uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think he was he was talking a load of bollocks once again um, because you know if people want to celebrate an achievement, let them celebrate it. It's got mm. nothing to do with you. It's all relative, isn't it? At the end of the of day, of course it is. I mean, I... you know that'll be that'll be a hugely emotional moment for people who have got a silver medal at the Olympics. They've they've worked very very hard for well four years, sometimes you know twenty years to to get there on the world stage. And you know, to win a medal—that's that's something to celebrate, surely. Absolutely. I, the thing is with Piers Morgan, right? He's just one of them. He's he's another one like that Darren Grimes you mentioned the other day. Like he's just yeah. another one of them who's just like contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. Like he's found yeah, his yeah. like his like niche audience, and like you can guarantee when like like something happens that has like two sides to it, he's always going to be on that one side. Like he's always going to be the fucking bad guy, um, and I just I almost I like, can't take him seriously sometimes because, like he says ridiculous things and you you want to get angry at it but you know he's doing it so people get angry and then just like retweet him more and some more like there was the I don't know if it was one of them sort of like sort of conspiracy kind of things that came out about it but like when Greg's um released their vegan sausage roll and he was kicking up a big fuss about it all right it turned yeah. out that his pr team also is the pr team for greg's ah there you go that's do you know what i mean like there's there always there's, a, there's always like an, i don't know if that was like proven but that's what yeah. was sort of was was the rumor at the time yeah. so yeah he's just one of them pricks isn't he that just like yeah. just could do with just you know yeah i think i think what sometimes you know, sometimes he'll uh, he'll back like a, a noble cause, and and the the sort you know you sort of start you know some people start to look and think oh maybe he's not all that bad, and then the next day he'll come out with a batshit comment about you know like you say vegan sausage rolls and stuff. And yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's just a childish idiot of a man. Yeah. But yeah. you know, but at the same time, I think a lot of it is is just bullshit. He comes out with that. He doesn't even believe himself. A bit of a Katie Hopkins style character, I think. Yeah. Where he, uh, it's 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 basically it's basically yeah. cash for shit opinions, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's like like you said, Kaus. He said that th- he did good work with the um, American gun control. He was quite a good advocate for yeah. um, gun control yeah. in America. And th- and then uh, next day he's like slating someone for like. Their mental health battle or something, you know. He's yeah, just, you yeah, know, absolute yeah. pig, like yeah, yeah absolute idiot. Yeah. yeah, he is a pig. Yeah, absolute like, pig yeah. of a bloke. Like you said, Rod, he was so good during like the height of the first like wave of the pandemic for like calling out the government on air, yeah. and like he really started to sort of win win people in his favour, and like he quickly then you know diminished that with you know the handling of the the mega markled situation and really made a tit of himself for that. But, you know, like he did the whole walk off thing and, it, they, and they had like the most viewers they've ever had. So like, it's, it's all, it's all contrived, isn't it? I think. And I think yeah. that's what just makes it yeah. even yeah. more annoying. So yeah, good, good pick. Kaus. I think he, he's always going to be top of most people's lists of sort of all time wrong Um My pick now, it's a bloody difficult week this week. I, I can't even think of, What's happened between now and last week? Because it's been so hot. I mean, it'd be a cop out to go for the weather again. Like you said last week, too hot. <laughs> um, oh, what am I gonna go for? What am I gonna go for? 
Um, I tell you what. Do, do you know what we should, <laughs> we should start doing? Do you know what we should start doing? What's that? Thinking about this before we actually but, have to give <laughs> give out nominations. What? Every week we're like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to go for. Usually, like the last couple of weeks, <laughs> I've I've got like a, a note on my phone now where if something happens, I go, oh, that'd be a good wrong end. I'll whap that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I haven't this week. Um, oh. I've, got a f- I've got a few. <sighs> I, what am I, 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 honestly, I tell you what then, let's go for the fucking Bellens um, protesting uh, the fucking, um, the anti-vaxxers, yeah. anti-lockdown brigade. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a cop-out again. I don't like going for the obvious, but um, they really made a tit of themselves again this weekend. Um, like, at the end of the day, I'm I'm all for freedom of choice. And I think if, if you don't feel comfortable getting the vaccine, that's, that's, that's on you and that's fine. I don't think, I don't, I don't really believe in vaccine passports. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have a right to sort of turn down any sort of medical intervention by the state. Um, I mean, I personally have had the vaccine and, you know, I, I think it's probably the best thing to do. Um, but everyone has their rights to an opinion. But I'd ra- it's like everything in it. I don't need it sort of thrown in my face. Um, and I don't... And I don't... And again, it just... I, I do, re- do people really... Is someone undressing? <laughs> no. I, I just knocked... I just lo- knocked my laptop. I'm not <laughs> undressing. It just sounded like someone unbuckling a belt. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I thought we were. I'm just, I'm just shooting up here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, that little fucker. There you go. Right. The dogs. The dogs just uh, pushed their way into the room. I've got rid of them now. I wasn't my... undressing though. <laughs> I might change my wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Well, so one of my Jack Russell. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming this sound. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go for that sort of the 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 just the disaster like that. The, the what really gets me is like I said, I'm, I'm all for sort of you know freedom of choice and all that sort of thing. And if you don't want to get the vaccine, fine. I understand people have reasons not to have it, and that's completely fine. But comparing people like the whole thing to the Holocaust, they, they, for some reason they've just decided now that it's uh, like apartheid or um, the Holocaust, um, people wearing like yellow stars of David's uh, bands on their arms to sort of what make some sort of weird point. Um, and it's, it's so frustrating, right? And, I, and this goes back to, I had a similar feeling when I watched that interview on S4C the other day of that, that, um, that old rich white bloke complaining about the, the potential increase of council tax on his second home. In in uh, I'm assuming it was near yeah. Ennis Morn. Um, that was uh, yeah, that was just uh, there was uh, Menai Bridge in the background. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah it was Ennis Morn. Yeah, yeah. So part of me was like, yeah, I feel like pe- people love to be to feel like feel like they're being oppressed, and and especially people yeah. who haven't been oppressed in their lives. Like all these, most of these people are middle class, maybe middle to working class white people who wouldn't know oppression if it, re- you know, like real oppression if it come and fucking smacked them in the mouth. Um, and yeah. and I just think people like love to have that thing like everyone's against them, and it's like oh poor me, poor me, and it's just like just fucking get on with it. Like 
the all 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 people are asking you to do is wear a fucking mask for ten minutes when you go into the supermarket. You know, it's not yeah. hard. Just like do your bit, get on with it, and just fucking. You know, it's not ideal. None of us want to be doing all this stuff that we're doing. You know, if if we could all go back to normal tomorrow, I and 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 everything was fine again, then absolutely. But like we've just got to do this little sacrifice. And at the end of the day, I mean, what has it been? A year and a half? What's a year and a half to most people's lives? It's, you know, it's it's minor, isn't it? So yeah, that's that's I think my pick um, is is the the anti lockdown bunch. You've 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 got to think like with the anti lockdown anti maskers bunch that there's uh, they have they they may have not really been personally affected by it. So it, with their mindset, that's what I can guess anyway. But you know. It's when when people have been personally affected by it, it's just really galling to see people protesting something that's there to safeguard us, really, isn't it? And it's yeah, like you said about the masks. It's only f- five minutes most. Like you pay going in to pay for petrol, or you 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 going into a pub and then you're taking your seat. You can take them off. It's not exactly fucking. You know they've they've gagged us all. Or, you know. Yeah, it's, oh, no, it's, know. it's 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 such. Um, yeah, it's such middle class sort of, uh, you know, cry babies basically. Mm. You know, like oh, I, I shouldn't have to wear a mask in in a shop for five minutes. Just put your mask on. Buy your no, fucking government's gonna mazzle me, mate. Yeah, I know it's fucking bullshit. Just do it. Just put your mask on. Protect other people. You're not you're not doing it for yourself. You're protecting the vulnerable people. Just put your mask on and fucking shut up. And you and, get uh, to. It really uh... pisses me off. Yeah, you, you know, like to... at the end of the day, and we're all, we're all fed up of wearing masks. I hate wearing a mask, but I, I'm fed up of these absolute crybabies. Just and they're all almost always just like fucking fifty year old men, you know. Mm. Yeah, someone in the petrol station pushes in front of you in the queue. Like there's like a weird queuing system. You you can mouth the word twat and you, they don't see you. So it's quite good for that. But uh... <laughs> yeah, it is good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, it's a fucking strange old world out there. And like, and th- this whole comparison that like Mark Drakeford's a fucking tyrant is just exhausting. As in, like, if you know, you wouldn't know a fucking tyrant unless until you're really living under tyranny. It's like it is so offensive yes. to anyone who's who's been a, a victim of any sort of like dictatorship regime. Um, yeah. yeah, just that, fucking that, wrong. That was on my list. The um, protesters out his house because. Uh... You know, if you want to go out, I'm not going to say they should go and do it, but if there's anyone, a political figure in the UK, they should be posted out in his house, is Boris Johnson. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were li- going to say Andrew, Andrew R.T. Davis. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, like, I've already might get in trouble for uh, telling, saying Mr. <laughs> Blobby should assault him. But, uh, <laughs> no, oh, you know, the, the Tories, they're literally stealing taxpayers' money for this and that and helping their mates fucking from the pub down the road set up a contract for making masks that don't work or something and then <laughs> they want to start on a bloke who's you know he's very timid bloke Mark Drakeford and he's yeah. all he's doing is trying to keep the general public safe and whether you agree with how he's doing it or not he's not yeah. there's no malice in what he's doing is there so uh, daft no. that is but yeah. that was on my that was on my list but I wasn't going to choose it so yeah but uh but anyway, Rod, that's mine. Pick uh, anti-lockdown protesters. Rod, what do you got? Um, I'm well. 
customary nomination still going out for the absolute packet of crisps that is Andrew Artie Davis. <laughs> um, he won't get my nomination this week because, uh, well, he's the current holder and we can't have him yeah. fucking retaining the title, can we? Um, <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I think he would win it every single week. Yeah. It would take something special for someone yeah. to usurp him. Yeah, maybe that's what the RT stands for, is retaining the title of, <laughs> yeah. of wrong and... <laughs> No, I'm I'm uh, sticking along similar theme to uh, Machi. I'm going for that woman who wants doctors and nurses hung. Oh Christ, yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I, I don't know her name, but I seen a son on the uh, news today. He's having to like kind of distance himself from his own mother because she's so fucking vile. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe what I heard. Um, I think she was up on stage with is it Piers? Uh, no, not Piers. Uh, Jeremy. Corbyn's brother is he's a bit of a yeah he's a bit of, he's he's big into the old conspiracy yeah. theory side of COVID but this I don't know where these keep happening there's like there's one of these marches every week and uh, she was up on stage and she said that the doctors and nurses should be going on a similar trial to Nuremberg because they're <laughs> all in in on a conspiracy for the elite to escape to space and the rest of the human race uh, stays on earth as slaves and they're killing off 50% of the global population. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? (laughs) Like, I feel like if they came with, like, these sort of subtle, like, conspiracy theories that, like, the government was just doing it to make more money or, like, prolonging it, you could almost get on board with, like, a little bit of it. But, like, they they come up with these, like, ridiculous, like, mad conspiracies. insane things. Like, they're going to go and live in space. All right, good luck to them. They'll last fucking 24 hours. (laughs) And then... Yeah, good luck to them. No, I'm, funnily, I'm not... funnily enough, uh, spoiler alert, but I think we've got. Uh, I think we'll be discussing co- conspiracy theories after, won't we? Yes. Yeah. 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 That is. That's, that's going to be. That's going to be good fun. I'm going to save my comments <laughs> yeah, well, for that. I, one, think, I think I got a new favourite one with this woman's fucking insane theory that they're going to kill 50 percent of the world and then all the elite are going to escape to space. Where are they going to go? They're like live in a tube in space for fucking the rest of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Or join the Nazis in the hollow moon or whatever they say fuck me these yeah. people are, these people really you know I don't know what's gone wrong like I think uh, I, sh- I, I should I should I shouldn't uh, like d- talk down mental health and stuff but I do think there's something like wrong with these people like yeah. the ones who come up yeah. genuinely believe in these things because we all look at them as like a hilarious kind of you know theories very funny to read yeah. and laugh at but when there's people who are actually jumping on board and getting involved and think they're actual <laughs> genuine things you're just like oh dear god summons yeah you know yeah. Uh, yeah anyway it's her that's what i'm going for don't know her name yeah uh, okay well that's this it's a, it's a good pick this week we got three similar characters really i get well similar picks uh Kaus has gone for pierce morgan i've gone for the anti-lockdown uh covid denier brigade um, and Rodri's gone for that ex-nurse who wants to hang um, doctors and nurses <laughs> yeah. or something like that. It's absolutely yeah. absurd. Um, national national hanging service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on swiftly, uh, we got Phillips next. <laughs> Agent Phillips, we've got you on the line again. Where are you? Are you there? Hello, Brian. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Uh, Where the hell are you? I just couldn't 
been a night Jamily night club. Uh, hold on, just go on this corner. Ah, oh, there we are. I found a lift now. I'll press one and <laughs> all them numbers. Here we go. Very right, can you very hear me now? Like, very different to last week from uh, Real Weatherspoons. Oh, yeah, I had to meet Dixon at who then. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to come out of retirement. But, you know, that's falling apart now because someone shot up his cavalier. So he's not speaking to me no more. There we are, there we are. So what are you doing in, what are you doing uh, in Japan? Yeah. Um, uh, I've come as a guest of a well-known kit manufacturer called Ponder. Well, you've never heard of them because you're not in the game. But, um, yeah, so they flow me out here, uh, try and meet some people whilst I'm out here. And then, uh, you know, get on the old uh, sake with the boys. Nice, nice. Uh, any, are you watching anyone out there? Olympics or anything like that? Uh... There's a football tournament on you, so I'm watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a player called Energy Sekeke, or was it Glorious Sekeke? I can't remember. What are the two? Um, yeah, so watching him, he's a destructive centre midfielder, apparently. He's good at breaking up attacks. A few managers have said they're interested in him, so I'm coming over to just find out if he's interested in a move to uh, one of the Welsh leagues. I can't remember which one. North or south, <laughs> is it? Whichever, take your pick. Uh, yeah, well, wherever the most money is, I suppose. I have been here for quite some time, drinking with some hefty blokes by the bar. They didn't have any tops on. Right, right. It's good, <laughs> good signal you've got in this lift. Fair play. I've never been in a lift with signal before. No. Wi-Fi <laughs> or something. It is Japan. It's very technologically yeah, advanced. Yeah. 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 Far more technologically advanced than my flipping old rascal. Yeah, I mean, J- yeah. Japan is like universally known as the uh, the land of incredible Wi-Fi signal in lifts. Yeah, and also <laughs> another reason about you is I'm trying to source a gear stick for the Suzuki, but you know, <laughs> can't get him anywhere. You no, know, in Halfords or any sort of part shop, so I had to come to the source. Yeah, but Japan, <laughs> Japan also happens to be the country where the nightclubs play folk music, is it? <laughs> You said you were a nice club, you said. Didn't sound very uh, <laughs> oh, no, nice clubby. Right. In that room, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> very strange club scene, I think. Uh, well, you said it, and I'm going to agree with you, but that is apparently number three in the Japanese charts. So, uh, yeah, I'll bring it back to you on vinyl, Rodney. Thank you, Phillips. Back in the lift now, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, sort of, what sort of nightclub is this? <laughs> I don't know. Be, do you remember Oceana in Cardiff? Yeah. No, I don't. Just about. Uh, well, there's nothing like that. It's a bit like. I don't know. I can't explain. It's modern, boys. It's modern. It's not like nightclubs at home. What about it's so modern? Robots. Lights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a robot behind the bar, but yeah, well, at least I think it's a robot. Saki S- 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 It's not Andrew R. T. Davis, is it? No, that fat rat. I don't go near any of them. I don't think he's allowed into Japan. He's not allowed to leave the farm, is he? he... <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, just out here, just scouting about. Uh, you know, if someone offers you a free flight to Japan from. 
Uh, RF Valley. You take it, didn't you? I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't realise it was an Aberporth to uh, Yokohama uh, route. <laughs> no, there's not. But RF Valley flies direct via... Well, no, not direct, obviously, because it has to go via somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, via somewhere, I can't remember where. <laughs> Sarajevo or somewhere? I don't know. It's been a long two days. Sarajevo. Drink it on the flight, eh? Heavily, mate. Heavily, heavily. How do you say the name of that can? Ashahi? Close enough. That grey can. Yeah, that one. Phillips. Three. Phillips. Hello. Are Hello, you, Brian. Are you an alcoholic? <laughs> well, it did, 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 depends. Entirely on your definition you of alcoholic, doesn't it, mate? Uh, it is interpretive, sounds, I guess. You sound, very, you sound very much on the back foot there, Phillips, with that question. Well, look, uh, you don't... Uh, what, what, listen, if you've got to meet clients on a regular basis, they're not going to have a pint of squash, are they? <laughs> Unless you're signing Ryan Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he signed me. Uh, and that's why I get found talking to you in lifts from around the world. But yeah, um, yeah. So you just gotta entertain people and get them so drunk they sign for I don't know, Rassing Abigail and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So you just get them so drunk they have to sign a contract and then, oh, this music's annoying, isn't it? Um, yeah, and then the. Le le legally binding. You've got it all sussed out, haven't you, mate? Yeah. Well, not really. What? What's going on now? Yeah, sorry, I've got <laughs> back in the middle now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck it out there. Then, then go out to the street to be sick with. Then get a rail in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going back to real. Uh, yeah, just come up here to spill for a bit. Where do you know? Japanese children's world. Just on the street. They're all staring at me because I've been sick on the floor. <laughs> so, go back inside. So, remind me now. Who, who, why are you in Japan? Who are you there to see? Uh, oh god, hold on. I can't remember his name, man. Let's get this email out. You're really yeah. living up uh, to your uh, you're name today, aren't you? Wales Worst Agent. His name, his name is Energy Sakeke, and he's a central midfielder, and apparently he's really good at breaking up attacks. Uh, yeah, I don't really know much more than that because I've been in this flipping bar since I've got you. There you are. Energy Sakeke, hey, looking for a move to Wales. I think I might have to go home, boys. Right, uh, I gotta go because I don't think it's not. It's frowned upon to be sick in public in Japan. The looks of it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's perfectly acceptable everywhere else in the world. <laughs> just Japan, just Japan that they frown upon it. <laughs> if I could take you back to Ponlot in Snooker Center, mate, you'd be surprised. <laughs> that. Uh... That, uh, right. that tattoo of John Parrott oh. hasn't gone down oh. well in uh, Japan, has it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like tattoos, eh, do they? How do you know yeah, about that? <laughs> I know, mate. You're is that what those blokes... Is that those blokes in sunglasses over there, are? Could well be, mate. Could well be. Well, I think I'm going to have to leave, boys. I don't know how to get back to my tube hotel. 
Have oh. a good one, Phillips. Yeah. Nice to speak yeah. to you again. Right. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Off you go, Off Phillips. Off you go, Phillips. Right then, to yeah. finish up, uh, yeah. we've got some more questions again uh, from our lovely listeners who keep sending us questions. I feel like they're getting more and more ridiculous every week as well, so um, we'll get stuck which, in. Which is what we want. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, if, <laughs> yeah. if that's what the people are asking, then that's what we're giving the people. Um, yeah. Lottie, who has only tweeted five times, uh, four of them questions to us, so I don't know what the hell's going on with this account. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's one of us. It's one of us has got a fake account. Yeah. <laughs> L- L- Lottie has asked. Sorry for all the potato chat last week. Uh, here is some nonsense. Uh, if you had to, how many shoes do you think you could eat during your lifetime? I'm talking trainers, sandals, heels, maybe an espadrille, and which dipping sauce would make it easier? Rodri, answer please. Forty six. Um, then buffalo hot wing sauce. The, mm. the Frank's one. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Cows. Mm. Oh, yeah. Buffalo hot wing sauce. That that would make the whole experience quite uncomfortable. I think. But I mean, more uncomfortable than it would be anyway in a shoe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It depends what sort of shoe. I think pumps would be quite straightforward-ish. Um, yeah, just just a bit of McDonald's barbecue sauce or uh, KFC gravy. Um, Oof. Yeah. Similar yeah, K- KFC gravy over a brogue. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I actually quite fancy that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that was my point. I was going to say, like, I mean, if you're going to eat one sort of shoe, it's got to be like a leather-based shoe because it's, yeah. it's essentially a, a really well-done steak, isn't it? Yeah, or like yeah, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. A colonel's Schwarzenegger cricket boot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, moving on. Uh, Gary Davis has asked, what's your favourite TV quiz show of all time and why? Kaus, answer, please. Uh, Well, I know that Gary is a massive fan of of catchphrase. Uh, So I'm going to go for catchphrase, actually. I do like catchphrase. And I I think that... I think that catchphrase... (laughs) I think that catchphrase is the easiest TV show to win money on. Oh, catchphrase is shit. I God, love catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate What's catchphrase. wrong with catchphrase? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it really it, bugs me. Yeah, it really bugs me. Uh, I, 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 is that I the quite one like with Mr. Roy Chips? Walker, though. I, you know, he makes it. Mr. Chips, yeah, that's the one, yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Love Keep it. up the potato it's really theme. easy to win money on as well. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's so easy to win. Like, you know, it's just, you know, you, you fucking get, get one right and you've already got 100 quid. You're laughing. Absolutely brilliant, <laughs> Roger. I think me. Friends. I think me and you might have a same answer here. What's your favourite, Rod? Golden balls. Oh, it's not mine, but yeah, that is a, that is good. <laughs> that, is, that, is it, that is a great one. That is it is even a quiz? The would best it, one ever. Would it qualify as a quiz show? Because I mean, it's, it's a game. I don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> it's because yeah, it's a, it's a quiz show, isn't it? The they, end. They ask the questions. End, it w- it was on at tea times when it and it had Jasper Carrot hosting it and the yeah. ending of every episode was well worth tuning in for. Oh, it was su- superb. There's that one that, classic that, that comes uh, up every now and yes. again. Oh, yeah. there was about twenty classic endings. I'm sure someone will put them all up one time on YouTube because 
That one that does the uh, rounds, that woman calls her a cow or something, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you fucking cow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were so yeah. many good ones, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about Deal or No Deal? I I I was in and out of Deal or No Deal. I feel like sometimes I'd watch it and quite enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Other times yeah. it would just get a bit boring. Felt like a slog yeah. sometimes watching yeah. that. I, I, I found it so ridiculous that, right, you've got your money. Let's see how it would have went then. Let's carry on the game. What's yeah. the point in that? What a waste of time that was. And you've got this saying, like, you've got to play the game the way you would have. Oh, fuck off, mate. I can do mm. what I want. What, what's, what's yours then, uh, Machi? <laughs> the woe. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, the wall. No, it's very close second yeah. to Golden Balls for me. I, I think the, the wall is fantastic with Danny yeah, Dyer. It's a it modern-day classic. It is good. Yeah. Um, also a shout-out to a thousand... I think it was called A Thousand Heartbeats. Didn't last very long with Vernon Kay. Really good concept, but unfortunately it didn't catch on. Um, yeah, because it sounds shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was, it was it was like it was like that you, your timer went down quicker the higher your heart rate was and you had to do various tasks it was quite interesting i do like that um you know beat the chaser uh, not 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 the chase they've got that like week long specials of where they have to there's a different format that's quite good but yeah let's move, move on i was going <laughs> to say one more thing before we go a few christmases ago they had a fantastic series a fantastic one off like quiz show where they had winners from various different quiz shows against each other. So you had like people who've won Who Wants to Be a Billionaire, people who've won yeah. The Chase, people who've won Pointless, and they are like compete to see who the like ultimate quizzer was. That was good. Um, yeah, that sounds all right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like yeah, a quiz yeah. World Cup. Anyway, Gareth Williams asks, what's your favourite pot noodle? Uh, Rodri? Uh, Bombay bad boy, love a bit of spicy. Okay. Uh, Kaus? Yeah. Chicken and mushroom for me. Okay, I've never had one. They look gross. Not a fan. You've never had one. Nope. Nah, they they do a job. Oh, <laughs> mate, they do they do do a job. I I tend to get like about four a week because they're just handy for dinner times in work. Mm. Chicken and mushroom every time. <sighs> and you, you have it have it on a bat as well. Yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. Have have it on a no- bat. Noodle sandwich is fucking fantastic. Yeah, missing out, Marchie. Come on, <sighs> they go through. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do go through me as well. <laughs> Especially the Bombay bad boy. <laughs> I think that's why they call it the bad boy. I think. I think. Uh, I, I think Phillips was uh, was sicking up pot noodle in Japan just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Bombay bad bum. Boy. <laughs> oh, these are getting worse oh, every that. week. Yeah. Jenko has asked, "How do you see the Swan season going? Now we have no manager and letting all of our best players go." Uh, obviously, we've sort of spoken about this already. Just a general idea of where you reckon the Swans will finish this season, Rod? Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Cows. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Uh, lower, lower mid table. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it all depends on the manager, but I think if they get it right, they could probably just be sort of knocking about the playoffs because you know what it's like in the championship. They could yeah. easily finish seventeenth or seventh, and no one would bat an eyelid. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah. it, and it's championships all about putting a run together, isn't it? At certain yeah. points, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back to the food. Uh, Joe uh, Roberts has asked, uh, "What's your favourite crisp, uh, Rodri?" Ooh, uh, the uh, Tato's, the cheese and onion Tato's from Ireland. Oh, I've heard good things about them. Class of their own, there. I thought you were going to say the IRA then. <laughs> <laughs> Just do, know, do where they did do, that come do from? they do crisps though? 
yeah, they, <laughs> they do. They do a lot of. They've got fingers in many pies. The IRA. Big, big, big shout out to Salt and Vinegar Discos, Pickle mm. Onion Monster Munch, and the yeah. Beef Hula Hoops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's salt and Vinegar Discos. I do like them, but they 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 can get quite painful on the old tongue if you have a couple of them. I usually they're, they're, ch- a bit, they're a bit much. I usually chuck them inside a tuna sandwich. Uh, it goes off. What a, what a party that is. That sounds, that sounds absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Which bit, the tuna bit, is it? Yeah, it's the tuna bit. Tuna and crisps. No, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say Monster Munch. I absolutely love Monster Munch. Yeah, it's a solid. Crisp. You don't get many in a pack, though. That's the only thing. Mm. No. I thought a current favourite of mine is a Thai sweet chilli kettle oh, crisp. Yes. Is yeah. it a kettle? There's like a pink. It's like a pink um, bag. Yeah, they're really Lovely. good. I had them at Christmas. Yeah. Like someone, I was around someone's house and they had them at Christmas. Remember and then them, I bought like five packs. Remember them kettle chips you could have with the um, the red pack? I don't think they do them. Oh no, they still much. do them. They're like sour cream and sweet chili or something. No, it was different no? back in the day. It was like chicken mosquitoes. Uh, they had a weird mosquitoes. Name. <laughs> <laughs> chicken mosquitoes. I can't. Someone will know because the. They've changed them, and they, I haven't seen them for about 10 years. There's the ultimate crisp that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Um, and sometimes you'd find them in like off licenses, like months after that were probably long out of date. Um, was McCoy's did a, a, a run of um, uh, Mexican chili crisps, like a chili oh, yeah, carne. They were good, yeah. They yeah. were superb. Um, and I, I also got to give a shout out to just the Good old-fashioned salt and vinegar McCoy's as well. Nothing beats a salt and vinegar. You can't go wrong with the pickled onion flavour crisps, if you ask me. I haven't had a pack of pickled onion flavour crisps. Bobby's spiral pickled onion, that's good. I think uh, in terms of value for money, the best crisps are Space Raiders. Yeah. 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 They're still like 10p, I think, aren't they? Or something like that. 10p a pack or something, I don't know. But uh, fantastic. Okay, next up, Sam is asking, what's your dream Sunday? Cows. Oh, dream Sunday. Um, as probably, in Sunday, uh, as in like the day of the week, not like, like uh, a ice cream. Glory. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Bang goes my answer then. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably, you know, get up probably about nine o'clock, take the dogs for a quick walk, KFC, football on the telly. Um, yeah, and just, just just chill out, just relax, enjoy your Sunday. I'm not a religious man, but I do, I'm a firm believer in resting. Good for the mind, good for the body. Nice. Uh, Rod? <laughs> yeah, wake up, have a bit of a lion, get out if it's nice, if it's not, stay in, watch some sport, eat what the hell you want, and if it's nice, get out, have a few drinks, Eat what the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days Sunday yeah. that you yeah. just want to eat whatever the hell you want. I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a really like um, yeah. uh, like a day for uh, indulgence, isn't it? A Sunday. Yeah, the dream it Sunday is, is uh, rest, as Cow said. Just anything that involves a good bit of rest, doing I, what you enjoy. I do like football on a Sunday, but like go into football on a Sunday. It's something about. Like like a twelve o'clock, twelve thirty kickoff on a Sunday, like a home game. You go well, to you, the game. You, you, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to say, uh, but then I, coming I home and then like, yeah, I I think I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I I'm much. I I like like you say. I like watching football on the telly on a Sunday. Yeah. I, for me, you can't when be going teams, to a game on a Saturday. Yeah, when your team's not involved on the Sunday games and you don't have to really concentrate. That's. Uh... 
better one, really. Mm. That's, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, just a good old-fashioned takeaway and a good film in the evening. I think that'll do me on a Sunday. Yeah, um, good stuff. Right, Nathan Davis. Uh, also, before we go on, Nathan Davis, massive shout out who to, who did yeah. take a new potato to Club yep. Cumric versus Fairwater. Fantastic. Um, Fairwater, by the way, as well, who were the lowest uh, ranked side in the that round of the Welsh Cup, beat Club Cumric, and they they play in the Cardiff Combinations Premier Division. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's tier seven, maybe off the top of my head. So, wow, a hell of an effort can, from Fairwater can, can and Nathan. See, can we see what we can get Nathan to take in, convince Nathan to take in again? Like, uh, ne- next yeah. Saturday, I want you to take in an, an exploded World War Two bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You're going down the same lines as me because I was going to say, yeah. can he get into, I don't know, maybe uh, Abergavenny Thursday's fixture with a, with a Luger? <laughs> we're not saying we want you to we're just asking can you, can no, no, you? I, I, I mean yeah. I, I am I'm yeah. already going down for several other comments I've made I might as well go down in style yeah, with, with the Dave Benson Phillips uh, yeah. Mr Blobby assaults no, I, and stuff he, yeah. Dave Benson Phillips would be a cellmate <laughs> can you take a barrel of gunge in and oh, just yes. gunge the away end where'd you get gunge from it's a good question. Yeah. Good. Uh, but if anyone has the answer, please let us know where you can get yeah. guns from. Yeah, yeah um, we, we are. I, I think we spoke before the show, right? When we we are looking for a uh, an official guns partner. We are. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so if anyone is Man United in... have probably got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Kerry Williams, uh, this is for you, Kaus. Uh, what what do you think of the allocated seats in the tech end, and also the hundred pound surcharge to have an half have a half time pint in the scent at Kairos? Cheers, yeah. boys! Great pod. I I didn't know much about this. I sort of t- saw a bit earlier, but obviously I didn't know what they all were. So can you sort of explain it and and give us some yeah, background no on problem. It? It's um, it, they've had a bit of a shock of the owners. Well, I say I say the owners. There's people running the club. Um, you know, how much the owners are involved in these decisions, you know, I, I doubt they're involved at all. It's the people who are currently being paid to run the club who make these decisions, I'm sure. But basically what it is, um, there's there's a bar um, underneath the Yale stand called the St. Henry Club. And traditionally, people who sit in the Yale stand go for a, a half-time pint into the St. Henry Club. Uh, and for years and years, you've been able to do that for free. Now, they want to charge people... £100 a season on top of their season ticket to just for access before half-time and after the game. Um, it's it's a poor one, really. It's, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure why they've gone down that route. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people are very unhappy about it, which which I completely get. I don't sit in the, uh, the Yale stand, so, you know, it doesn't affect me at all. But there's a lot of very annoyed people, and rightly so. Yeah. Uh, talking about the... Um, the allocated seating, uh, my season ticket when I, when I get it next week will be in the tech end. Uh, and <laughs> there's been a thing with Wrexham fans. Wrexham fans will not sit. They don't like to be sold, told you have to sit in <laughs> your allocated seat. Now, it's when we play Chester, it's an absolute nightmare because you go to your seat with your ticket and you guarantee someone sat in it. And... If you if you try and tell them all, oh, listen, mate, that's my seat. I asked for it specifically. You're probably going to get punched. Mm. So um, yeah, it's it's a bone of contention with Wrexham fans. No one likes sitting in their allocated seat. So I expect it just to be a normal free for all when uh, <laughs> when the new season gets going. I think. 
So normally they sell, they just sell access to the end, and you just go where you want. Then is that what happens? That that was that was the old way. Yeah. Well, I think over the years for for sort of ticket games, usually the only sort of ticketed games you'd have would be the big games. So maybe three, four, five a season. The rest of the time would be pay on the gate. But uh, this season, I think we're going to be looking at selling out. Well, probably most games, I'd imagine, because capacity's down to ten thousand. So I think Mm. we'll be we'll be getting uh, you know close to that most games. I think. But uh, but yeah, like I say, they'd give you a ticket, you'd have your seat on it. But Wrexham fans don't like being told you have to sit in your seat, so people just sit where they want. And um, yeah, it causes the the less regular fans who, who. don't know about this sort of tradition. Yeah. Uh, they when they try and sit in their seat, they're they're told politely to uh, to fuck off. Usually, fair enough. If, fair if enough. you can tell someone, yeah. if you can tell someone to fuck off politely, <laughs> please fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Childs asks, uh, as non-Olympians brackets yet, uh, would you have the audacity? I don't know what she, she's expecting of any of us. Uh, would you have the audacity to tell silver and bronze medalists that their achievements aren't worthy of celebration? I think we touched on this with the um, uh, with the uh, the Piers Morgan um, yeah. addition to the wrong end of the week. But yeah, I think it's uh, absolutely. If if you think if you personally think it's a success, then fucking enjoy it as a success. So. Uh, yeah. that's, that's what I think uh, Alid Roberts asks uh, a lot of food based questions today um, Good. if you had to leave one thing out of a of an English breakfast what would it be? Sausage, egg, bacon or black pudding? Also which is a good thing to toss in a ground? Oh as in like what is it? Yeah a missile um, <laughs> what is it good? potatoes yeah yeah, I was gonna say, what is a good, what is a good thing to toss in a ground? That's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. A, get, a, a get penis. More trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a tan. I've always thought tangerines a good, good throwing material. Or does as well. he, does he, does he mean an item from the cook breakfast? It could be. I mean, a d- what? So, uh, what disc would you of leave? Black pudding. What would, what would you leave out of an English breakfast? <laughs> a what I mean, breakfast? I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just being awkward. Uh. Um, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, I'd, 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 sorry. I'd, I'd probably <laughs> out of those options that he's given us because I I don't have stuff like tomatoes on it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Shit, I, yeah, I don't. I I can live without mushrooms. I I don't mind them. I don't particularly like them that much. I can live without them. Uh, but out of those options he's given us, that's that's tough actually because yeah. I like all They're I all like good, all yeah. of those things yeah. yeah probably would be out of those though probably would be black pudding I think yeah because it's not essential is it but it's, oh, no. it is for me no. it's a very nice luxury on the, yeah. on the yeah. fry up but, uh, uh, there's one standout for me and that's bacon bacon just does not do it for me at you're all you're not keen not a fan just oh, if you get if you get nice thick bacon though you can't beat that lovely thick yeah, bacon from bit, the bit of crisp on it as well that's what no. I mean. yeah, yeah. I'm a sausage man through and through uh, less said about that, the better. Can clip, we, uh, clip, can we clip can, that can out? We, yeah, yeah. Can we get that on a shirt for Ryan? Is that all right? Yeah. Alternative Wales out of context account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so the question we've all been waiting for, Lady Pixie has asked, uh, uh, which, uh, what, uh, what, uh, which conspiracy theory did you wish you came up with? Rodri, you're, you're a, a big conspiracy theorist. Fan. No, not, a fan. Not, not, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fucking make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to have a big book of these. I remember reading yeah. the um, John Wayne funds the IRA and all these loads of different <laughs> ones. Um, that's a good one. Maybe 
maybe the fact that Nazis live on the moon, that's another good one. But that is the, a good uh, one. I think the um, the one that always makes me chuckle because it's ridiculous is the um, planes that hit the Twin Towers were holograms. Because, <laughs> you yeah, know, we had a, the, the whole world yeah. watched that happen on the news and then they tried to say the whole world yeah. was just watching holograms, yeah. which is, yeah. Holograms, yeah. yeah. That is that is a crazy one. This they're brilliant though, aren't they? I'm fascinated by them. Yeah, I they love are good. reading them. They are good. I've I've talking about a book. I I, I re- my missus recently bought me a, uh, a conspiracy theories book, and I finished it in like two nights. It's like five hundred pages or something. I I was just glued to it. It was fantastic. Mm. And uh, you know most of them revolve around like aliens and you know I mean I. The one I wish I'd have made up because I think it's just genius is uh, one that we talk about a lot on this show, and that's Finland. The, the Finland one. Mm. That is that is just a genius yes. uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, um, and I, I just think, it how do you think about that? Yeah, mm. it's one of those things yeah. with conspiracy theories. Another, another one, that's just a real, quick mate. one, is that's, uh, that's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and another one that just a quick one is. Um, uh, I, I read, heard a heard a really good one recently, and that's Area Fifty One. Um, you know, it's obviously like it's closely guarded, blah blah blah. We're actually Area Fifty One rather than that small place. Mm. So what the what the theory is is that the world is like a prison, safely guarded prison, and the way out is through Area Fifty One, the place we know as Area Fifty One. So we're being detained by these people, and the way out is that way. That's genius. How do people think of that? That is good. I I heard that as well the Lovely. other day. I can't even remember where it was. Ma- either yeah. magic mushrooms or LSD is my guess. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned this on Twitter to Lady Pixie the other day when she mentioned it. That uh, my one of my favourite is the Paul McCartney is dead one. I think that's brilliant. Yes. Um, yes. and he'd secretly died just before the Beatles went big and they didn't want to announce him as dead, so they just replaced him. Um, yeah. And like, they, there's loads of like clues in their music, as if like yeah. if he was dead, they would put clues in it for people to work out. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's a and, classic. And the, the, the reason the, um, the Sgt. Pepper uh, album, they're, they're not wearing shoes and, and mm. they're like the flowers, the floral arrangement, they reckon like there's clues in that. I mean, it's... People have just got too much time on mm. their hands, have they? But um, yeah. yeah, it's a similar crazy. one with Avril Lavigne as well. People think Avril Lavigne died as well before uh, she got uh, blew up and stuff. Yeah, it's one of those ridiculous things. Okay, so uh, Andrew Dowling has said having fans back in the Welsh league grounds again has to be a good talking point. Uh, seeing our Welsh clubs from north to south having their terraces filled again has been one massive plus. Absolutely agree, Andrew. It's been brilliant. Um, yeah. Ke- uh, Kerry Collins, friend of the pod, uh, also known as Daybreaker, album out now, um, has asked, uh, which is a really good question, this, uh, what is an Olympic sport that shouldn't be an Olympic sport? And what isn't an Olympic sport that should be an Olympic sport? Rodri, have you got anything for this one? Um, men's football. Yeah, so, well, football be. in general, I think. Men's and women's football, I think. Yeah, yeah well, more, 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 more both now, yeah, because yeah. um, the pinnacle isn't Olympics in football. And everything else, it seems to be, um, unless you make it amateur, because that would be hilariously good. If that would be good, yeah. yeah just yeah. had amateur players from every country. Yeah, mm. yeah. they still probably yeah, be that, that, pretty good. That, that's they? that's what they do in boxing, isn't it? So yeah. that that would uh, there's yeah. a precedent there for it. I I think that's a great idea, actually. The the best amateur players. Um, yeah, I don't know why yeah. I said it would be hilarious because uh, they're some very good amateur players. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was I was just thinking of pub 
pub fucking standard like that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no like re- really really amateur players yeah, like really yeah. overweight and like <laughs> hilarious yeah overweight and hilarious that's quite amateur, isn't it? <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh yeah no that'd be good to be honest for some reason like there's been a lot of talk about the skateboarding and stuff and ah, that's good though, about, like, yeah that, that's what i mean i i can imagine that frontry would be massively into that I, I can imagine really you'd watched... be good at it as well. No, fuck me, no way. Have you seen my balance and coordination? <laughs> no, I, I, I do enjoy that type of thing, though. That's the type of thing you can end up watching for like two hours when mm. the Olympics are on, get the red button on, and you watch these obscure ones more than you'd watch the bloody, I don't know, swimming yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I I think with the Olympics, for me, I, I don't like watching any team sports. Like, I feel like the team sports should have their own, like, World Cup, like hockey or basketball or yeah. any of that. I don't think they really belong. And I also think, like, stuff... I feel like there's sports that are bigger than the Olympics. I feel like golf is bigger than the yes. Olympics. I don't think, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the pinnacle of being a golfer is winning the Olympics. Yeah. Same with tennis. And, 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 yeah. I, I think you're absolutely bang on. And I think I think it would make it better if uh, you, you only really had sports where the Olympics is the pinnacle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Athletic, athletics, athletics and things like that. swimming. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, tug, absolutely. Tug of war, bring loads of <laughs> old ones of war, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Egg and spoon. Get all, all the farmers <laughs> yeah. from Wales will be all over that. They're all the YFCs <laughs> will be hammering them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, would, I, I genuinely think would be a really good addition to the Olympics is darts. If, if archery's in there and shooting, yeah. then I think darts has got to be in with the shout. That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Be... I think uh, in terms of uh, what should be Olympic sport, I think um, driving the entire length of the A470, I mean, the endurance <laughs> required alone to, yeah. to, to do that is... It, I mean, you'd have to be a real sportsman to be able to do that in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a new potato throw-in as well. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Brilliant. I mean, have... uh, Wales' yeah. representative would be... Uh, uh, what's his name? Nathan. 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 Davis. Nathan, Nathan Davis. Yeah. Sorry, and yeah. you could have a separate uh, stadium just for the new potato throw and call it the <laughs> yeah. call it the crisp bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. All right. Then to finish off. Uh, well, let's say to finish off. We got one more sort of. It's an actual question. Father of the pod, Alan Marches has thrown it out there. Uh, I've got the answers here. He's texted me the answers. So there's four people, four Welsh celebrities who go uh, under different names. I saw I right? saw this I saw this question earlier. I thought it was like what nicknames are we given? Because <laughs> I was like what kind of yeah, so Welsh nickname? Four famous Welsh people right. um who use stage names, right? So number one, Stephen Harrington. Any anyone want to guess on that one? Yeah, I think I've heard this one before but i can't remember what it is Helpful. is it i'm just i'm just gonna uh, i'm just gonna take a wild guess steve strange spot on coast <laughs> oh no way yeah yes that is genuinely a guess that i know it's a guess I, mean, that... I know it's a guess because i tried to google them earlier before he texted me the answers and when i was googling stephen harrington it was just like bald blokes who work in like it were coming up i mean so... i literally i literally <laughs> just thought like a, a welsh celebrity that with the name steve that's all I thought. Oh my god, I'm chuffed for that. <laughs> Steve Spears, I was going to go for. <laughs> Steve Spears, yeah, yeah, the butcher. Oh, uh, <laughs> and go next, next one. Thomas Woodward. Tom Jones. Yeah, bang on. Yeah. Oh, he's on fire. Did you know that one, Carlos? I didn't even know. Yeah, it was no, I, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, oh, I, I knew that, that one. 
Previous uh, rock. Previous wrong-in, Thomas Previous wrong-in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Barrett, any takers? Michael Sheen? Nope. Um, Mike Doyle, the old stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a niche one. No, it's, Mike, uh, it's Shaking Stevens. Shaking uh, Stevens. I don't know where he's got the Stevens from. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, what, what did you say his real name was? Michael Barrett. Yeah. Shaking Barrett's with a video. Right, and finish off Gaynor Hopkins. Oh, um, Shirley, Shirley Bassey. Yeah. No, close, but say along the same lines. Um, Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Uh, Gaynor Hopkins stuff. is a better name if you. Ask I was me. gonna say yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe like the record label were like, "There's already a gainer, like Gloria Gainer." Yeah. You, you got to change. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, so obviously now to finish off, we're gonna have a little change of of plan um, to what we normally do. Obviously, I asked on Twitter about bringing back some of the old favourites, a quiz or um, alternative way of soundtrack, and there's a few people who mentioned that they miss the soundtrack and, and discovering new music. So what we're going to do is each week, one of us is going to take a turn to pick uh, a song to play us out. Um, so my pick is uh, by an artist called Minus, M-I-N-A-S, uh, and their song Payday, which is an absolute belter. I got sent it a couple of weeks ago uh, and it was, it, it just didn't sound like anything else I did in Wales. It was really exciting. Um, uh, I really liked it. Have you, have you had a listen, boys? No, but I'll... Uh... Check it out now as soon as we've uh, popped off. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, no, I, I haven't heard it, but I can guarantee that it's right up my street. <sighs> yeah, that's that's why people wanted this back. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I've missed saying that. To be <laughs> yeah, honest with you, it was, it, was, it was nice to read the comments because, you know, like, um, we, we're not sure, you know, how people feel about mm. certain things on the pod, do we? I, but that, that was quite overwhelming, the feedback that a lot of people wanted to I hear do, the soundtrack, yeah. didn't they? I did want to put something out there this week now. I just want to know how much percentage... Um, potato do the people want in the podcast because uh, I'm yeah. trying to slowly increase the uh, mention of <laughs> potatoes every week the crisp question was very much appreciated yeah so uh, yeah. just asking is there, is there too much potato I don't think I don't think there's any, any such thing as too much potato to be honest no, mate. I'm, I'm, no I'm such with thing. you there I'm with you yeah yeah right so before Minus plays us out uh, with, uh, have you got any uh, closing statements from you Kaus uh, no, not really. Just um, yeah, sign more players, Rexon. Very happy with that one. And um, yeah, everyone keep uh, keep sending the questions in because I absolutely love answering these questions. They're brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Rod, anything from you? Yeah, just keep the uh, nonsense questions coming. Even when there's more to talk about, there's always room for a few nonsense questions. And uh, just keep on ploughing. Keep on ploughing this week, from trucking to ploughing. <laughs> oh, just, just, just one, just one last one. Um, yeah, if you're listening, uh, Dave Benson Phillips, we're still a big fan of your work, and uh, I hope you're uh, you're yeah, serving you... serving time well in uh, over in yeah. where is he? What is he, Rod? Belmarsh, is it? Belmarsh. <laughs> I, I I hope you're not in solitary too long, pal. Yeah. Bring back I, the I wonder, if, I wonder if he. I wonder if he. Da- you know, when he dies, will people say, "Oh, rest in gunge"? Or something. Like I, that. I hope. So. I hope so. R I G. Rig. Oh, <laughs> rig. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh. Fuck's sake. 
Oh, right. So, like I said, next week we're going to have a slightly different pod. We're going to have a bit of a preview for the uh, Football League season coming up. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again for listening. And here is Minus uh, and Payday to play us out. Uh, Diokhan Vau. I was dragging my ass across the floor like a dog. Hey, you got life for and I'll pay you back later. It was like you had six of me this week, bro. Me, as tolerant as me, it's gonna be.